What's going on, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. <laughs> we might as well start calling this On The Road. Because once again, I am on the road. I am leaving from Fredericksburg, Virginia, and driving myself all the way up to where I grew up at, uh, off of South Dakota Avenue and Northeast D.C. to Riggs Road. Uh, got some work to do and been working really hard, but we've also been working podcast-wise, been working big jobs. So, you know, just trying to get the money flowing the best we can. So please bear with us. We will be back to doing live shows as soon as we possibly can. I'm, I apologize about Saturday night. I did say that the WrestleManiacs were going to be in studio. I didn't look at the date. I thought the 16th was on Sunday and not Saturday and it was my wedding anniversary so I could not do it the people's choice Don Rodriguez was wrapped in family matters and the Nubian Sumo I gotta call him and ask him how did that leg of lamb turn out because uh I never got a piece but uh <laughs> I'm just coming to you with this short I'm gonna call this part one because I gotta follow up on this I've been watching this story uh left and right it's two things I want to talk about but the, fir the first story is not, you know, as big news, but it's just like, what the hell? What the hell? USFL player gets cut because he wanted pizza over chicken salad. Like, is that a reason? And then they, they released a video. And this is what makes me think that this is, uh, they're trying to bump up drama for this league. You cut a player because, oh, he, you know, the coach is like, well, you, you know, we said no disrespect to staff and things like that. But he said, I didn't disrespect anybody. I didn't cuss. I didn't do anything. He asked about a slice of pizza, about ordering pizza over chicken salad. And it's just, it's sketchy, you know, just sketchy at best. And I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. But the USFL kicked off this weekend. Pretty good games. A lot of hard hitting. Uh, we're about to have three football leagues running. Which is pretty good. Because the XFL and the USFL, uh, they partner with the NFL. Kind of like a minor league system. You know, when you got several baseball minor league systems, the NBA has... The, uh, the G League, um, formerly known as the NBDL, uh, the uh, NHL has the WHL, and then they also have the KHL overseas. You know, you got places where you can send players for development and things of that nature. This could work out really well for football because you can try out different things in these leagues and, you know, say, hey, we're going to send reps down there. You know, it, it works. It works. I like that, and I would love to see them partner with the NFL. And the NFL kind of say, "Hey, let's let, let's take a look at this. See how this works down there. See how the fans react to it, or see how it works. You know, with game speed, things like that." I would love to see the WNBA adopt it. Also, it gives you know women another shot. And you know, if you're not ready for the WNBA and you need more training, so those ladies don't have to go overseas. I would love to see them get another chance where, you know, you have kind of 
like a development league in every sport. Because sometimes people just need a little bit of, a little bit more polishing. You know, they 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 they're they're, uh, they're raw. So you know, when they're raw, you know, get them some coaching. You know, put put great people in charge to take care of things like that. You know, that's just my personal thoughts on it. But uh, old boy getting cut because of food. Yeah, I just I, I'm calling. What the young folks say? I'm calling cap on that. I don't believe that that was the case. I don't believe that was the. I think it was something deeper than that. And that that coach seemed like he was talking personal. You know, it was just it was a lot that went with that. So, but uh, like I said, that's one story I want to delve into, possibly later on in the week when more comes out. Um, another story that I've been holding back on because I wanted everything to come out. Daniel Snyder is under fire yet again. We talked about it, you know, shortly, briefly. Uh, earlier in the week, no, I'm sorry, not early in the week. We talked about it, I think it was either last week or the week before last, because, you know, this is the beginning of the week. And Washington commanders have been accused of withholding profits for revenue sharing from the 31 other teams. Uh, from a congressional investigation um, they have been said to, to have held deposits from season ticket holders and this that and the third and you know it looks really bad for Daniel Snyder but John Kime said something it was was it John it was John Kime or JP Finlay I gotta look at it again I, I, I want to say it may have been JP Finlay who said it, but it might have been kind too, so don't quote me. But it was said that Washington had a rebuttal. They had all the paperwork showing that the money they're accused of withholding was from a Notre Dame Navy game. Not a Washington football team, a Washington Commanders, Washington Redskins, whatever you want to call them right now. It wasn't from their game. They have sworn affidavits from higher-ups and execs saying that that was not the case. And I noticed that, you know, it's reported, but it's not like blasted all over the media with this rebuttal that they never got a chance to put out. It's not blasted all over the media like the accusations were. And I, I noticed that. And it's not just with Washington, it's with anybody. When the, when the accusations fall, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. The accusations, the, the oh, what, Daniel Snyder's going to lose the team, or so-and-so's going to jail, and this, that, and the other. But when the proof comes out, everything comes out in the wash, everything done in the dark will come to the light. It came out that they had no wrongdoing. Everything was on the up and up and legit silence. Silence. Does that bother anybody else other than me? Honestly? Like, bruh. Okay, they just proved that they didn't do anything wrong. You dodged a bullet. Okay, let's go back to the other things at hand and get those situated. But nah. And I mean, how do you have a hearing 
about a a, a, a a situation, an accusation, you know, and I don't get to prove my, my innocence. I don't get to say, hey, here's the paperwork right here. I did nothing wrong. And it's not even like a, a smush in the face to Goodell or Congress or whatever. It's like more of a, I did nothing wrong. You're on a witch hunt. You, 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 you're, you're digging to find something that's not there. That's what more along the lines of it is. You're digging to find something that's not there with this. And here we are. I didn't do anything wrong. Just my thoughts, you know? And I've been holding back on it because I was like, I want everything to come out. I don't want to sit here. I don't want to accuse anybody. You know? I, I believe, even though more and more as time goes on in this country, I still believe in innocent until proven guilty. I don't believe in guilty until proven innocent. If accusations come up, where's the facts? Where's the evidence? If the overwhelming, if the evidence is overwhelming and damning, yeah, you did that shit. <laughs> but if the evidence proves without a shadow of a doubt that you're innocent, damn it, you're innocent. And once you're innocent, because of double jeopardy, I'm not, you know, I, I can't go and be like, well, he still did that shit. You know, he, he did that shit. No. Even if, I mean, that's the great thing about double jeopardy. You can be tried for a, excuse me, you can be tried for a crime or you can be tried for anything and be acquitted. You can walk out and stand on the front steps of the court or the courtroom. And it could be the Supreme Court or any higher up court you want. And be like, yeah, I did that shit. And there's nothing they can do about it. Now, you got to be careful with that because street justice take over. But I'm getting off subject. But why is it that the rebuttal wasn't heard? If I read that correctly, the rebuttal wasn't heard. But nobody's talking about how Washington proved that they did nothing wrong. Okay. Let's talk about that. How is that not blasted all over the media? That they didn't they did nothing wrong. That money was accounted for. Everything is good. We're on the up and up. Why is nobody talking about it now? Now it's you know it, 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 it's lost product. Now all of a sudden it's what fake news? Like, come on. I be trying to hold back on certain stuff and trying to figure out how to come across without sounding like a fanboy or as, as, as the boss BJ calls them, bootlickers. I try not to come across as those. Because do I agree with everything this organization does? No, I do not. I, I damn sure do not. And I have not for years. Do I agree with everything you know, say Daniel Snyder is the greatest owner in, in, in NFL right now in NFL history. No, I do not. I don't. I don't agree with every move he makes. I don't. It's a lot of times I criticize Daniel Snyder, but it's a lot of times I take up for him too. I do. When the time is right, but when wrong is wrong, you got to call it out. I don't care if it's my own mother. Wrong is wrong. You know? 
You got to hold him accountable. Just my thoughts. So if he did something wrong in this, in this, in this instance, he got to be held accountable. But in this instance, he did nothing wrong. So if he did nothing wrong, you're on a witch hunt. Apologize. That's, that's the thing that this society has not done to people. You go on a witch hunt and you accuse people of so many different things. And then when it finds out not to be true, you don't even apologize to them. You smear people's reputation. And I mean, Daniel Snyder already has a pretty stained reputation. So, you know, there's that. But then, you know, what the hell are you going to say now? What's going to happen next? You know, it's like you want them to get rid of the team, force them to sell the team. But don't make up, uh, don't make up things, okay? Force them to sell the team if you want them to get rid of them. That's what this whole, everything, all these congressional hearings and everything is going on, okay? We're going to keep an eye on that. If I have to and I got to come back tonight, damn it, I will. So... I got a long drive ahead of me. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for the continued support. Um, I'm, I'm watching the numbers rise. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it, you know? So a special thank you to each and every one of you that listen, that comment on, on the post, um, that participate on you know, different things, the polls on Twitter and in the Facebook group, everything, everything. You know, I'm thinking right now in honor of the draft, I want to, I want to put together, you know, best of like the top 10 overall number one picks, the top 10 greatest number one picks. Let's do that. Let's let, let, let I'm going to try to put that in motion tonight. Top 10 greatest number one number ones in NFL history in honor of the draft and then we'll do the worst top 10 but uh yeah a lot of big things on the horizon let's you know hey attack it head on and let's get it so that's all my time for right now I don't do no overtime I am out of here.